a Lifetime Original Podcast. Yeah, and Naomi, you can pop off. Okay, I will pop off, sister. I love a Lifetime movie. And they act shocked, and it's like Naomi and I get that when we go to comedy clubs. <laughs> Come on, take your clothes off. You guys got to get massages, too. I've got a lot of nursing questions around this film. What are you saying, Megan? Yeah, that's a murder weapon. She's like, ah, I'm going to arrest them. <laughs> and I like the flashback of their sexual life. <laughs> belongs to me. Is this true? Give it back. Bryce Fuller is your father. Give that back. My mother is. Is this true? Hello and welcome back to another episode of I Love a Lifetime Movie. I am one of your hosts, Naomi Paragon, here with the sun to my moon, Aww. Megan Gailey. Hi, Moon. Um, <laughs> how are you? Uh, maybe you're the sun um, and I'm the moon, but I'm I'm good. I'm so excited. The weather in LA is even starting to get chilly. I know. I love it crisp. I really want to be able to put on a riding boot. I need a tall yeah. boot weather. Because, uh, listeners, as you, I don't know if you can tell this from just listening to us, but Naomi and I are both what I would describe as sweaters. Um, mm-hmm. Not the ones you wear, the the ones that drip down their faces. And so LA is a difficult place and to it's have a, a oh, yeah. to have glam and then be out in the 100 degree heat. So it's, uh, and we're just girls that are from cold weather climates and we love it and we miss it out here. Absolutely, absolutely. I mean, fall is truly my season. It is mine um, too. Los Angeles is not good for me when it comes to, I don't know, feeling good about myself, both mentally no. and physically. No, no, not something this else entirely. place, not this That's- place. <laughs> Um, Megan, you know that November kind of kicks off, at least to me, November, like, not only is it officially fall, but it also is, like, officially holiday season vibes. Yes. Okay? And this November, we are going to be focusing on, I, I would say, like, the theme of November is messed up families. Okay? Family, Family drama. drama. <laughs> That's the energy for our Lifetime movie choices, and... I mean, nothing says family drama to me like Thanksgiving. Ooh. I don't know. Like, you know, last year when we were all in our homes, isolated, I'm going to tell you that I actually didn't mind it, okay? Mm-hmm. It was, I bought enough food for a family, but just me and Andrew ate, and then we went to the couch, and mm-hmm. we digested. Mm-hmm. I didn't have to make conversation with nobody. I didn't have to listen to people I don't respect just because we have a blood relation. I found it freeing. Mm-hmm. What about you? Um, you know, I did really enjoy it. I have family. My mother-in-law lives driving distance um, from Los Angeles. And so we do get to see her. But I honestly, I know sometimes mother-in-law, daughter-in-law dynamic is difficult. I really don't have that experience. I'm absolutely knocking on wood right now. Um, and I don't know if some of it is just cultural, you know, like mm-hmm. we're, for, so we're both like coming to it with our best foot forward, you know, present wise, <laughs> we do have matching sweaters. Um, oh. Helen and I really, really love each other. I did take her and my sister-in-law to Magic Mike Live on Christmas Eve once. So, um, <laughs> you know, I, I do my very best, but I come from a family where you know, my parents are from the same small town. And so growing up, we would always just go back there for the holidays, mm-hmm. which sounds easy enough. But 
On my mom's side, my grandparents were divorced and did not want to hang out. And then on my dad's side, I had an aunt and a grandmother who did not speak. And so we would sometimes have four Thanksgiving meals. Oh, um, my God. In one in one sitting, you know, or like in one one day. day. In one day in in this tiny town. Yeah, just be... And the houses are like five minutes apart, but you're like, no, we gotta go over here and eat some more damn turkey. So what is it? Two hours at each place? Yeah, you know I was I, mean? I was like a kid, yeah. And sometimes I, you know, I definitely had my favorite places. Mm-hmm. And my grandfather had um, a second wife that we all disliked so much that when he got a mistress, we embraced her. <laughs> Like she was, uh, that's the woman, I I miss her. I think of her. She came to say goodbye to my grandmother on her deathbed. What? Um, Yes, she came and visited me, came to school plays, you know. Wait, what are you talking about? Your dad's mistress? My grandfather's, my grandfather's. Your grandfather's, I'm so, oh my God, I would never besmirch your father's name. (laughs) Your your grandfather's mistress was basically in the family? Well, this doesn't sound like a mistress. This sounds like a wife. It was, well, the, the wife, um, refused to not be the wife anymore. And so it was like, listen, oh. bitch, we're all going to move on without you then. You know, he's moved on, we've moved on. And so it was like, I don't even, I haven't seen the mistress probably, or not, no, I haven't seen the second wife. I puked on her at my fourth birthday party. And oh. um, and there's a picture of me just standing in my underwear because I puked on my dress too. And I have the biggest <laughs> smile on my face. And I, <laughs> I don't know if I've seen that bitch since. <laughs> Do you think maybe she's like she's been mad at you ever since that day? We don't we don't know if she's dead or alive. Oh, <laughs> we okay. wow. Know. We don't know. Wow. And yeah. then mistress, is she still in the picture? Um, the last time I saw her was when my grandmother passed away because my grandmother was in the same retirement community as um as this lady's mom. And so I ran in, I ran into her in the hallway and and she was like, What are you doing here? And I'm like, you know. Mm-hmm. Nannies, and so she was like, "I would, I would love to um, come say hello." And my grandmother always liked the mistress because she what? because she ruined the second marriage, you know. So it's like, yeah, bitch, okay, okay. And they both had red hair, so it's like redheads. We stick together. <laughs> okay, I really need. I want to meet this mistress because the way, however she played it to be like a side piece in the family. Yeah, this woman is a damn genius. She yes. a damn genius. She should run for office because if she can make that work. She could do anything. She could she could honestly cure. She could bring Israel and Palestine together. Okay? The way she doing. She was so fun. Oh my gosh. Well, unfortunately, the movie we're watching today doesn't work out as well as <laughs> your grandfather and her mistress. We are coming to you with the movie Her Fatal Family Secret. All right? This is a new joint that just premiered on LMN. And if you have not seen it, I'm going to give you that log line. A defense lawyer, Abby, gets pinned into representing a murder suspect, her estranged sister, who's been accused of murdering their father. But when more people Abby loves start turning up dead, she must quickly determine whether her sister is guilty of the murders or if there's someone else from her family's past that might be the culprit. Ooh. Wow. Okay, we've got lady lawyer. We've got Mm -hmm. dead dad. We've got sister drama. So yeah. this really is, to me, the perfect kickoff to family drama month. And the holiday um, season. <laughs> to the holiday season. And what better person to talk to than podcast host, blogger, comedian Patrick Serrano 
from Lifetime Uncorked. Yes, and single and an absolute cutie. Yes, I know you were trying to make that happen. It almost <laughs> felt like you were trying to make that happen for you. And I'm like, no, Patrick can't be your mistress. I know, but you know I just like to keep my little toe in the <laughs> dating pool, in the dating world. Sometimes people, I'll be like, please, can I play on your phone and swipe on people? Oh, me too. Oh my God, me too. It's so you fun. got Andy, Andy and I love to do that. And we- You have your own so- accounts? No, but like oh. if you, we were at a party, like he, and also Andy, you know what he'll do? He will initiate a convo. Like if you match with somebody, he will do that first message for you. And of course he'll make it like something funny yeah. and cute, but like not all into, you know what I mean? Cause he's a yeah. guy. So like he, he'll be like, okay, if I was talking to this guy, what would, I, or like if I was talking to a girl, what would I want to hear? So he's very good. I think also now, Megan, you and I, we need to, we're going to tell you right now, listeners, if you if we ever see you in person, if you come to a show, if we do like some Lifetime Live and you are on these apps, please, we will give you 10 minutes where we do the swiping. Please. It's so fun. And we I will want, do it. And, and I'm bad because I want to give everybody a chance. <laughs> I'm like, OK, no. And that's why I'm going to be here. I'm going to let Megan do it because she's going to get you with some messes. I will be discerning. I will look, scroll through all the photos. Okay, mm-hmm. I'll tell you right now, if somebody's in a group photo and I don't know which one he is, mm-hmm. he out, yeah. he out. Stop Ugh. it, stop it. Don't make it hard. Oh, it's so exciting. Okay, <laughs> we're trying oh my to God. create our okay. own drama. I know, okay, honestly, let's get into the movie. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Okay. Now... We start off, we're kind of in like a spooky old house. Is it a Victorian house? Like that yeah, look of it? Yeah, it, it had sort of like a gingerbread um, and it's painted, it's like green with red trim. It's painted very like traditional yeah. um, to that style. But I do think Victorian is right. Okay, yeah. So that's like the look and it's and it's nighttime and it's like, you know, dark wood. It's just like really for me, it's very just very moody. This is a house that's very moody. And we get up to a bedroom where we see an older man. Um, he's hooked up to machines. Uh, he's got an IV. Mm-hmm. And he's, you know, just laying in bed and clearly not well. And then we see an anonymous hand inject something into the man's IV bed. Uh. And the guy dies. I'm wondering, where is the hospice nurse? Mm-hmm, where is mm-hmm. the hospice volunteer? When someone, uh, and, and we learn later on that there was a medical professional, but I'm like, they just had this man willy-nilly with all this medical stuff, but I guess he wasn't as sick as I thought he was or as sick as the setup made him seem. Um, No, I think you're right. I think it could have <laughs> been the thing where the nurse, she, like she's like, comes in every two hours. Not That's not enough. Yeah. I mean, well, don't get me started on this nurse because I'm convinced she wasn't even an actual nurse. I'm like, does she have the credentials? Yeah, we need to see the papers. <laughs> exactly. Um, so after that chilling opening, we cut to a woman. Her name is Abby Thoreau. Ooh, that's, She's a lawyer. A classic. In the DA's, 
office. You think that's a classic name, Abby Thoreau? Yeah, because I think of the fireside poets immediately. <laughs> and I'm and I know you know what that means because you went to Wesleyan, and I'm sure all the fireside <laughs> poets went there and then taught damn <laughs> seminars there. But um, yeah, Thoreau, the woods. You know, he yeah. loved he. So I'm like, but I think he spelled it differently than this woman spells it. But yes, I go to. Are we going to get a Ralph Waldo Emerson walking through? Yes, you know, I get very excited. Absolutely, we're going to be on a Walden pond. <laughs> yes, thank you. fighting for our lives. You sure you want to leave the DA's office? You're a rising star. I've already left. Well, I'll get the uh, mayor to fire me and give you my job. <laughs> the district attorney is an elected position, and I'm not a politician. You're leaving the DA's office for the most prestigious law firm in the city. You don't think there's going to be politics? Office politics I can handle. I handled you, didn't I? She's taking the money. She's taking the money, honey. She's done public, and she's going private. Hello, and I don't blame her, especially no. because she, currently at the DA's office, her ex-husband is the damn DA. Yeah. So it's like she needs to get away from him. And okay? he, she, and she he cheated away. on her. And yep. and he's hot. I, w I mean, I didn't like his suit, but, mm -hmm. um, or, you know, like his style, but great head of hair. And I was like, for a DA, this guy, he's got sights set on higher office. Yeah, okay? running for I'm office. Yeah, because he's young. Senate. He's young. To yeah, be he DA. wants to be a senator. He yeah. wants, yeah, it was definitely like a Newsom vibe. Yes, 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 yes. Real career track. The, pe the people's politician is his energy. Um, but as she's leaving, she finds out, you know, their daughter Sophie has been suspended from school again. Suspended for two weeks. What is it with you and profanity? You can't call the vice principal. And I don't. And to me, you instantly know she's badass because when you see her, she's wearing a motorcycle jacket over what looks like a Catholic school uniform. Yes, but the Catholic school uniforms in movies, like her skirt is like the length that a girl would want to wear it, that it's like, that's yeah. not allowed. It's like, right. they, make, they make it go to your damn knees. And exactly. And they, when she was like our daughter, Sophie, I was imagining a first grader. And yeah. when they said suspended, I was like, oh my God, they're suspending little kids now? Like she must be really, <laughs> and then it's like a grown ass woman she picks up. I'm like, what? I know, and she also, they look the same age to me. And this happens yeah. so much in Lifetime, you know, when everyone's hot and they all look 24. And so I was like, what? I was like, okay, you... Like, are you an adult? Did you get suspended from college? But they don't suspend you from college. But I was like, she looks so grown. Yeah. And it's just funny because Sophie's got such a little attitude problem. And they're like going back in the house. And then Abby gets a text. What is it? Everett Cross is dead. And Sophie's like, who's that? And she's like, my father. <laughs> How dramatic. What a dramatic way of saying it, too. I'm like, Abby, come on now. I love that it's like, you know, Sophie don't know who that is. Yeah. You haven't told her nothing about nothing. Yes. And here's the headline. He's a millionaire. <laughs> <laughs> so because of that, they go in and it's on the news. Millionaires dying is not on the news. And I'm not even, that's not even an LA thing. There's millionaires, like regular ass people are millionaires. I think millionaires, depending on what they did. He's like a real estate millionaire, which and is why I don't get he's on the news. But like, if, if you're like, you uh, you run like a company, you know, yes, or like I'm sure like you know the founder of McDonald's, not founder, but whoever's running a McDonald's that right now. Good if he too. died, I like that movie, The Founder. Um, but <laughs> it's a great it's a great um movie to watch on a plane if you got Delta Miles. Uh huh. Uh huh. And so they go in. It's on the news, and Sophie's like, "We're gonna be rich." <laughs> and I thought of you immediately. I was like, "Megan, Megan is Sophie." 
Yeah. Right? And it's like, uh -huh. is this, you said this is my granddad? Okay, yeah. then where's my money? Her rich? He's rich, we're not. But that's my grandfather, your dad. That's gonna be some sort of inheritance, right? And I can assure Sophie that unfortunately having a rich grandfather does not mean you are going to be rich because sometimes there's mistresses and the money's gone, okay? <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Abby, then we see her go to her new job at the fancy firm and her new boss is a man named Bryce, you know, mm -hmm. um, airy and realness, you know, kind of like generic white guy. Vibes. Yeah, like a um, definitely has gelled, curled hair. Uh huh. Mm -hmm. Uh huh. Uh huh. Mm -hmm. He's trying to, but like he's, I would say he's like late forties. Yes. You know what I mean? Like he's not yeah. like stuffy old guy who's in charge of the firm. No. So sorry to hear about your father. Thank you. And don't worry, nobody else around here knows that you're a cross. And I would like to keep it that way. Well, you've accomplished an awful lot on your own merits. And your reputation is stellar. I don't think it really matters what anybody else thinks. But still, I mean, I am the new kid. I want to be judged with the quality of my work, not the size of my family's finances. Well, that is a promise for me, Abby Thoreau. That's apparently why she still has the last name of her ex-husband. Because I'm like, I'm sorry, you can't be going about Thoreau and y'all ain't even married no more. And he's the DA, you know? Like, it's not yeah. even like this yeah. is like a random Thoreau. Like, that's a, you've got the DA's last name. That's a lot. But she's like, I don't want Cross. And it's like, she could be, that could be freaking David Cross. You know, it could be any old Cross. <laughs> Okay, so then Abby and Sophie are at home. They sit down to dinner. I'm so glad you pointed this out. Their <laughs> dinner is raw broccoli. And I love Absolutely. a vegetable. A raw vegetable at dinner is pretty insane. That's a crudite. Um, yep. We've got a raw broccoli, a salad, and plain chicken. The saddest looking meal I'd ever seen. No. no dressing on the salad. No nothing. I mean, this was just like, and it was also just so, I was like, who decided not to put a carbohydrate on that plate? This is what gives white people's food a bad name. You know, yeah. it's like, this is, these are what the TikToks are about. Um, <laughs> and maybe this is why Sophie's acting out. Maybe she'd like a biscuit. Um, right. A crescent exactly. like roll. some dressing. Yes. Something. I'm like, this is the saddest meal. So before they can eat their 200 calorie dinner, um, <laughs> Abby gets a call from boss Bryce and take a listen. Adriana Cross has been charged with the murder of Everett Cross. I know this must come as a shock, but Adriana has requested you. What? Adriana wants you to represent her. I can't. Well, the Cross family has been a client of the firm for a very long time, a client the partners hold in high regard. Wow, wow, wow. So Abby has to represent her sister in the murder against the father. And there's no way that's allowed. Like I know. And I know they mention it in the clip. Like, um, like he's like, you are allowed to represent a family member. I don't think you're allowed to represent a family member in the murder of another family member. That's what I'm saying. I'm like, especially that. And then also, or you can do it, but like it will... To me, that automatically tanks your case. It's like, sure, she can come in with her sister, but everybody gonna be looking like, mm, I don't believe this lawyer one bit. No, it's really strange. So, it's so strange. And Bryce, okay, and this is another moment too. When they when they get off the phone, you linger on Bryce for a second. Mm. And again, I'm like, okay, what's this lingering? What's this lingering? If you're giving somebody screen time, something's up. 
again, this is tw- I'm just tweaked. I'm I just tweaked. My senses that. are up here. There were some lingers. I was like, why aren't we? Why are we sitting with staying with Bryce when we should be staying with Abby? Our yeah, main gal. Yeah. But anyway. Um, or on the salad. So Abby <laughs> goes over to see her sister, um, who's Adriana. She's at the family home, which we're supposed to believe is like a mansion, even though it's a regular ass house. Um, and <laughs> as she's like walking up the steps, she has a flashback to their mom being taken away by like psychiatric workers and cops and the dad like seeming like he arranged it. Don't worry. Mommy loves you. Okay? So basically Abby has her little flashback, but then is like, bing bong, I'm here. And Adriana opens the door and she looks about 24. Oh my God. She- yeah, like in the flashback, I thought Abby was the young one. I thought Adriana oh. was going to be the older sister, but it's like she opens the door and it's like, oh, this is a full blown Riverdale star. Um, Absolutely. Very CW energy. And I did have the question are you allowed to live in the crime scene you're accused of murdering someone in? You know what? I think you are once they've done all of their searching. Okay. After they've searched for stuff, you can stay there, I think. But mm. also, again, you you know, you'd have to be so very rich to not just be in jail. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. she's obviously posted her bail so she can, like, be out. And, you know, ba- these sisters, clearly, there's a lot of history dark history. Past, yeah. Yes, a lot of resentment between them. Just listen to a little quick moment between the two. Not since you dropped me off at that repugnant private school. It was hell you know. It got you out of this house and away from him. Except you didn't come back like you promised. You know that's not true. You're the one that got yourself expelled. And then you ran off with that painter. And then you wouldn't return my calls. Okay. All right. All right. I'd like to know more about the painter. Uh Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Where did he, where did they go? We don't know man or woman. Um, and I'd like a flashback of their sexual um, life. <laughs> that's, that's a prequel to this? That's what stuck out between, I was like, who is this? Who is this sexy little, little tryst we had? Loved that detail. Uh, so we basically find out that the dad's nurse, Bianca, told the cops that Adriana's the killer. Yes. But then Adriana's like, I wasn't even home. The detective comes and they drag me off like a criminal. This is my house. I live here. She works here. She works for me, but she gets to stay? I want to sue the entire police department. But then Abby's like, you're charged with murder, honey, so I don't think you could, like, she's like, ah, I'm gonna arrest them. Yeah, yeah, it's like, we'll beat the murder, and then we're suing the entire police department, and that moment I stood up and gave an applause. (laughs) And so, at this point, Abby decides to go meet up with her friend May, who is a detective, and they meet at a bar, because she's doing stuff she's not supposed to be doing. Did May, the detective, remind you of our manager, our shared manager, Anne Hong? Oh my gosh, I didn't um, get that, but now I see it. But she does remind me of every female detective in a Lifetime movie. You know, just does like she? A, a I, I really felt like woman. she was. I liked her a lot more than the others. Oh, there wow. was something about her that felt a little more um, high status. Like yeah. I bought her as a cop and like invested and like trying to, you know, at least answering an email. 
which is more than we can say for some of them. Um, okay, so Abby's like, give me, give me the info, and um, I want, and it's, I'm gonna, it's gonna be stuff that comes out in discovery, anyways. And I just love hearing a legal term. I know, and so, um, and so May gives her a little bit of tea, but is basically like Adriana definitely did it, right. um, because Bianca, the nurse, heard Adriana and Everett arguing. Yep. Okay, that happens all the time. I know. Um, and then May, or the police, found a hypodermic needle mm-hmm, in mm-hmm. Adriana's room that contained traces of the substance that killed Everett. I mean. Okay, well, I that mean, pretty open and shut. Pretty open and shut. But then Abby is like, that's circumstantial. And I'm like, I'm sorry, a hypodermic needle. No, yeah, I think that's be- hard <laughs> like, evidence. I'm like, that's it, sis. That's it. Yeah, that's a murder weapon. Yeah. And it's in her room. Granted, has it been dusted for prints? But again, you know, who knows? Anyway, so the next morning, you know, Sophie suspended for like two weeks, right? And so her mom is like, you're not staying home by yourself. You can't be trusted. I was like, rightly so. Abby's about to bring Sophie with her. And when they go outside, there's like a private town car waiting for them. Yeah. And they act shocked. And it's like, Naomi and I get that when we go to comedy clubs. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, honey, you didn't order a lift? Um, (laughs) Yeah. It's like a regular car, too. (laughs) Um, And Abby's like, Adriana ordered it. And of course, Sophie's like, who's Adriana? I mean, what has Abby told her daughter about their extended family at all? I mean, Sophie knows nothing. Yeah, the dad, obviously, you have some issues with him, but, like, you cut out your younger sister, too? Also, you don't even just, like, mention them to be like, yeah, you have an aunt, but, you know, we haven't talked in a while. You know what I mean? Something. Right, right. <sighs> anyway. So they go over to Adriana's. They do, and while that's happening, Damon, the DA, he's, like, going over newspaper clippings about the Cross family. He's got some file folder filled with newspaper clippings. It's not even, like, online. But we (laughs) learned from the clippings that mom died at age 37. Too young. Too young. And the previous DA won re-election around that time. They're like, mom died. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So that's a little, just a a little nugget for you. Anyway, back to Abby and Sophie. They get to Adriana's house, the fa- the family home, and Adriana's yeah. out in the backyard getting a massage, and she's like, come on, take your clothes off. You guys got to get massages, too. Love her. Love her. <laughs> have I have gotten a massage in my backyard by a very large man. Really? Um, and I mean large and, like, you know, the kind we like. Um, <laughs> and Adriana seems very flippant about her murder charge and yeah. doesn't really want to, like, give info help in any way and so Abby's like I'm a professional and my time is valuable you don't seem to appreciate that so I think you're better served with a different lawyer let's go Abby come on Abby and I, I didn't blame Abby I was like I'm sorry like I know you're rich or whatever Adriana but you been charged with murder. You got to at least go through the motions. Make it yeah. make sense. She's so, she's like, oh, just get massage. And then, and then Sophie is like, I've never had a massage. I've never had a body wrap. And so Sophie. Well, you're 16, okay? <laughs> so Abby takes Sophie back to her office. And then immediately her boss, Bryce, is like. And if you want to work here, you do not get to choose which clients you represent. Is that understood? Yes. Good. You have a lot of work to do. I suggest you get to it. And then the camera lingers on Bryce again. 
So now yeah. I'm really convinced, Megan. He's lingering. It's I think lingering. You're a damn female detective. Well, I know. You know that's what I all I want is to be a lady detective. Speaking of, Abby calls May mm-hmm. to just like vent yeah. to her friend or detective friend about Adriana. And May's like, Oh, hold on. I can't talk about this right now. I'm talking to you about my sister. You're talking about a suspect I'm investigating. Come on, May. I just need a friend. Abby, I'm I'm sorry. I gotta go. Right. It's like, this is an ongoing investigation that I am a part of. And Abby's like put out. Like she's like, what? It's like, you don't have one other friend? I know. I know. She's like, I need a friend now. And it's like, I can't be a friend right now. It was just so funny. May was like, I have to get off the phone. And Abby's all pissed. And But then she gets a phone call from Damon, who's basically like- Sexy Damon. Sexy Damon, the DA, being like- Abby, it's Damon. Look, you probably won't recognize this number if it even comes up at all. Look, this is probably unethical and could potentially get me disbarred, but I've got information, new information, and it concerns the whole family. We need to talk face to face. Please, call me back. And as he's leaving this message, he's like walking up to the cross house, and he and we this is now we finally see Bianca, the father's nurse, who I said she looks about twenty one. She looks very so young. young to me, and I was very surprised because I was like. The nurse should be someone who's like, I don't know, a little more suited to, or more skilled in nursing, I guess. Okay, so Damon's like, listen, you gotta talk to me. And Bianca really kind of freaks and refuses to talk to him and says she doesn't want to get involved. And he's like, you were the witness in a murder. I know, it's like, like, you're the one who accused Adriana. You were involved. Like, if you don't want to get involved, you should have said nothing about nothing. I already talked to the police. Please, I just want to talk off the record. I told them everything I know. Please, there are things that are going to come out, things that can negatively affect the people that I care about. This is private property. I think you should leave. Just hear me out, please. I don't want to get involved. Bianca. But Damon, you know, he can't mess up his political image, so he's not going to press a woman too hard on property he's not invited onto. Exactly. Um, So Bianca goes inside. She goes to her basement apartment. Now I'm getting Parasite vibes. Mm, A basement Um, apartment. Uh uh And she sees that her apartment has been packed up. So she goes to confront Adriana, and we finally get these two in the same place. You're kicking me out. Everett is dead. Your services are no longer required. It's time for you to move on. This isn't fair. You have to give me more notice than this. Maybe you should have thought that through before you decided to lie to the police about me. I didn't lie. I told them what I knew. I told them what I saw. That's not a lie. You don't sound very convincing. You know I didn't murder my father. I don't know you did. I don't know you didn't. I mean, look, Bianca, sis, once you you accuse your boss of murder, you can't expect to have a job. Also, the man you were caring—the man you were caring for—died. Right. That's also true. And you were only living there to care for him. So That's true. Before we even get to the murder, it's like, oh, oh yeah. Once the once the 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 patient dies, the nurse is not needed anymore. Right. Right. Um. So basically, she like storms off. Bianca makes a phone call and we hear a man's voice. She's clearly in cahoots with Mm -hmm. this person. And she's telling him like about how she's getting kicked out and that the DA came by and the guy's like, I'll take care of it. So at this point, we are at minute 35 of the film. This is when, you know, I'm very solidified that Bianca is their sister. Okay. That's when it, that's when I'm like, as soon as she's talking, Bianca, they sister, Bianca, they sister. I would say for um, listeners who haven't seen the film, they all have very, they all look similar. They all have very similar coloring. Um, it's it, it's very plausible that they are of the same family tree too. 
Okay, interesting. I didn't think they necessarily even looked so much alike as much as I know what Lifetime's doing. You know what I mean? Like, Bianca's sister, Bianca's like a, a half-sister they didn't know about, and she was mad at them because she didn't have all the rich fanciness. You know what I mean? Because, yeah. like, whenever someone's, like, really rich and known for being rich, there's always a secret family. Yeah, always. Ugh, always. Okay, so later that night, we see... <laughs> I The beginning of the scene I really loved. Kate... <laughs> Damon's at work. Um, it's like he's staying late to work on stuff, and he's brushing his teeth out of like a coffee cup. Yeah, and and he's like brushing them, and he's like, "God, this toothpaste tastes like you can tell it like tastes nasty." Yeah, and then he like looks at the bot, like the package of the toothpaste. He's like, "You're not gonna use this again," you know? Like he's like <laughs> mad at it, like tosses it aside, and then he starts having like a hand tick Mm -hmm. and then he starts coughing and then immediately goes into some sort of like cardiac arrest and dies. Right. Immediately. And I toothpaste. Toothpaste. I know. Toothpaste as the murder weapon. Can we talk? Now this for me is life lifetime outdoing itself. That to me was sharp. I thought it was I was like, toothpaste is the murder weapon? You know what? I and I I think it honestly was toothpaste, but in my hometown when I was young, a girl picked up toothpaste at a store and it had a bomb in it. What are you saying, Megan? I the the girl lived. Oh, and it did she lose her hand? I'll circle back. You want me to look it up? Okay, let's take a quick break and you see if you can look it up, and then we're gonna come back with the rest of this motion picture. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. I'm Sandra. And I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. And we are back. Now, during the break, Megan, did you find out some information on this toothpaste bomb? I did. Um, 30 years ago, so that it's been 32 years ago now. Oh, my goodness. And so she picked up a toothpaste, and it had an explosive device hidden inside. Oh, my God. But she was taken by helicopter to Methodist Hospital. Oh, my God. Born. Um, And she is still alive, okay, and okay. she seems to be very mature and very cooperative, happy child, and is weathering the storm much better than the vast majority of children would. She's remarkably resilient. Oh my God, she's a queen. Now, this is a Lifetime movie. This is a Lifetime movie. This is a woman's story of survival. You thought I made this up. Did they find who did it, though? I don't even know. Oh my God, so now you're telling me there's a toothpaste bomber still at large? In the city of Indianapolis. Oh no, my God. suspect suspect was a 19-year-old from Noblesville. We used to call that Noble Tucky. So oh, Lord. So think that for what it's worth. Oh, gosh, I'm glad we got in some breaking 1989 news. I love, oh, thank you for doing the research. And I'm glad me. she's well. I'm glad she's well. Yes, she's well. She's thriving. 
she's honestly the, a lifetime movie, okay? That's a harrowing story of survival. Yeah. Anyway, you know who didn't survive? Damon. The toothpaste killed him. And the next day, Sophie's at home waiting for her dad to pick her up. And then May shows up at the house. He was just, his assistant was supposed to talk to him last night. When he, didn't, when he didn't return his calls, he called the police to do a welfare check. It looks like a heart attack. A heart attack? Well, where is he? I'm so sorry, Abby. No. He's gone. And so Abby is obviously like, starts crying. She's reeling from this news. And then May doesn't even let her catch a breath because she go yeah. right in on this. Listen. Look, look, I, there's never a good time, so... What? I got suspicious. Another member of your family dies of a heart attack within days of each other. I did a search of his office. I found a tube of toothpaste. Toothpaste? Hold a favor, I rushed it through toxicology. Tested positive for a large amount of calcium gluconate. So you think that Everett's death and Damon's death are connected? They were killed by the same substance. And you think that whoever killed Everett killed Damon? Damon was seen at the cross house earlier in the day. Who saw him? What was he doing there? We've been watching the house. And you think Adriana did it? I'm following the evidence, Abby. Is there anything you can think of? A conversation you had with Damon, something he said? You're asking for my help? Okay, hey. damn, May. I mean, this, <laughs> and like, May knows this as her friend. Abby and Damon had a, had a loving like co-parenting relationship. Exactly. Like, they there were there was part of me that was like they may get back together. You I know, know like, it wasn't, right. Not that if your ex husband dies, well, no, I think sometimes you are happy. But it's like this is the father of her child who's a teen exactly. who's already struggling with the divorce. Like exactly. Give her a beat. I know. I will say Damon's death was shocking to me. I didn't see, even though of course you hear a voice say, "I'll take care of it." I, I just was didn't shocked. think that was it. I was like, they're not going to kill Damon. I didn't either. I know. Our it's number crazy, one but. So far in this film, two dead men, zero uh, dead women. Well, well. So basically, Abby goes inside to the house to her daughter, Sophie, and Sophie's, I guess, already knows? Sophie, is it true? Sophie, is it true? I don't know what to say. Is it true? Yes. But basically, though, Sophie storms out of the house, drives off in her mother's car, which she can barely drive, and she goes to confront... Adriana, and accuses her of killing Damon. Did you kill my father? What? Just like you killed your own father. Wait, slow down. What are you talking about? My dad is dead, and the police think that you did it! Damon is dead? Are you deranged? Is that your problem? Slovy, stop. I've never met your father. I wasn't even invited to the wedding. W when did this happen? Last night. I was out with friends last night. I was out with them all night. I don't believe you! I have no reason to hurt your father. When did he die? Oh, I was out with friends. She's out with friends. That's her alibi every time, and we've yet to see a friend. We haven't yet to see a single friend. I'm like, if you out with people and they alibi you, they need to get on the record. Yes, because I want to see these rich friends in the film. <laughs> well, also for a murder suspect, she's so active. You know right. what I mean? I was like, you just like hitting the streets? Your dad died like a day ago and, like, and you are the prime suspect. What is this town? Like, what What are the hot <laughs> spots that she's like, I gotta get out. I gotta get out. It's so crazy. But the fight is quickly diffused, mm -hmm. you know? And like Adriana hugs Sophie and 
we cut to later that night and Sophie and Adriana are drinking a little wine in the backyard. Mm-hmm. When And this is again where I'm like, how old is Sophie? But anyway, I, I know she's underage, but I just don't know how much underage. And, and Adriana's making it seem like, you know, she had like a sip. Like she's getting, right. she's getting the blood of Christ, if you will. <laughs> but then Abby comes over because she's like, you know, and it's so funny because she's like, how did you find me? Where else would you go? I texted her. But then, and I was like, she doesn't have friends either. We saw her with some Leroy dude or named Leon. Larry. Larry, Larry, Leroy, Leon. Like, no, but anyway, like kind of the three women, you know, there's this tragedy now of Damon. They're all having some wine. Adriana and Abby reconcile and Abby and Sophie decide to spend the night. And as they're hugging, we cut to Bianca, the nurse, who's watching them from behind the backyard fence. Wow. You know, I love when people know, are watching. It's like, why is she there? <laughs> she doesn't have an apartment there anymore. I know. I know. Okay, so um, that night we see Sophie and Abby in a guest room. Um, very mm-hmm. bed and breakfast looking. And Sophie is like, what, what happened? Like, why are you estranged from this woman who's like hot and cool? And yeah. so we get... The story from Abby's point of view, apparently the dad accused their mom of trying to murder him. Said that she was mentally ill and got her committed into a psychiatric hospital. She wasn't there very long before she killed herself. Oh my God. I blamed him, so I left. And then we see them like, go to sleep. I'm very concerned by the amount of eye makeup that Sophie is wearing to bed. <laughs> like a You think she should have gotten some wipes from Adriana? Yeah, she has a full smoky eye. Like like I'm talking <laughs> black up to the crease and yeah, then like yeah, heavy yeah, yeah. eyeliner, heavy lashes. I'm like you cannot sleep in that in someone else's home. That's true. You totally ruined the pillowcase. So that's you what totally I that's what I took from the story. Okay, well I think that you were right to focus on that. Thank you. That is the true you focus know. of the motion picture. Thank you. But basically the next morning Abby decides to leave Sophie with Adriana. You know, this is how like all good they are. You know, you know, people are really quick to forgive. It's like these yeah. sisters hadn't seen each other in years. We still don't know who killed dad and they're just like Okay, bestie, see you later. And, Sophie stay with your new auntie. And I know <laughs> I know Adriana's accused of murder um, and now is being asked to babysit. But um, I I still don't understand why Abby like h- w- abandoned Adriana. Like it, exactly. It exactly. does seem but- like Adriana has a reason to be mad. And I also think that Adriana and Sophie probably have a lot in common. Well, that's the, the vibe we're supposed to get. They're both yeah. like kind of like party girls, bad, badass. But here's my thing though. But the way they make it sound, it's Adriana who left with the painter and didn't come around. I'm like, everyone still lives in the same town. It yeah. was not hard to find each other. Why didn't Adriana just go over to Abby's house? And if I know anything about romantic trysts with painters, that's that's we're talking less than six months. Like it's <laughs> like this wasn't a long-term abandonment. Right, right. But it's like Abby, she, she's like, I had a new baby, but it's like, hun, you can still make a phone call. And so, Abby's go-to when someone's in trouble is to put them in private school. And I disagree with that. <laughs> I do not agree. She loves a boarding school moment. She'll go, just put on a checkered skirt and your life will turn out fine. And it's like, that's <laughs> not, I, I think we all know that's not the, the truth. That's so true. Oh my God. Okay. Abby goes to work. And she listens to this voicemail from Damon. I was hoping you pick up this time. We need to talk. 
I contacted my old boss, Erwin Peterson. His health's not good, and I think he felt the need to confess. He told me everything. Your mother was treated unfairly. I mean, people don't always make the right choices, but this was awful. I know we had a good thing, and I blew it. I know I did, but I still love our little Sophie, and I still love you. I'll always love you. Which is not the one we heard. It right. was a totally different Yeah, thing. because he said, I need to talk to you in person. Right. And now there's like a random, because it's like, if you have to talk to someone in person, that means you cannot do it in like text exactly. or voicemail. So right. now I'm wondering, like, did he know he was in danger? But it didn't seem like it. He no. was just willy nilly brushing those teeth. I know. No, no, no. But he basically is calling her again because she's, you know, he's like, okay, if she's not going to talk to me, like, I got to tell her something. So basically... Abby goes to talk to the former DA, who is a real, he's giving me real Reginald Vell Johnson energy. Yeah. The dad from Family Matters. I um, I did not find him to be old enough. Interesting. And I also was questioning the level of care he was getting. Well, this is the thing too. It took me a second to realize he was like in a facility. Yeah, and he doesn't seem old. Well, but if he's, but he was in a walker, like he didn't necessarily be old. You know, he could be, you know, he could have an injury or something. I know, I know. But I didn't. um, He was also looking 60 ish. I didn't love that he was able, as a former retirement home employee, I did not love that he was able to like sneak out a back door to smoke smoke cigarettes with a random ass woman. And it's like, this is a DA. This is like, people could be coming to murder him. We need him in a locked unit. I know. I know. It's like, I've got a lot of nursing questions around this film. (laughs) A lot of HIPAA violations. A lot of HIPAA violations. A lot of um, negligence. 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 Thank you. That is the word I was looking for. Volunteer Megan was in on this. Uh -uh, Not people walking out back doors. You can't let that happen. You can't just have open doors. There could be Alzheimer's. You cannot have open doors. Patience. He he initially is like, he doesn't want to talk. Then Abby tells him Damon is dead. And then he's really like, oh, no, I'm not talking. Because he's scared. He's scared. But. He has a lot to say about Abby's dead father. Yeah. Listen to this. Everett was barely human. He was rich and he was powerful. And those are two things he cherished the most. Charlotte never attempted to kill Everett. I made it up. It was an investigation into attempted murder that never happened. I have one sole witness, Everett Cross. The case was so flimsy, any judge should have thrown it out. But it was enough to get Charlotte committed. But why? Why would he do that? My sister is being charged for his murder. And I don't believe she did it. I am just trying to figure out who did. Charlotte had an affair. Everett wanted revenge. Then there was the baby. What baby? Charlotte was pregnant. The baby was born in the asylum. What I say, Becky. Yep. What I say. You were right. Bianca is a secret sister. It's all. It's like he hates Everett so. I mean, he says he's barely human. It's like, why did you? Why were you in cahoots with this man then? Thank you. And he was just like, I wanted to be reelected. And it's like, okay, well, well, look where you are once now. Once your tenure was over, you could have come out. You know what I mean? Yeah. And said everything. Yeah. This is why people don't trust the justice system. Yeah. I know. I know. Okay, so Abby goes to work um, looking for Bryce, and the cops are there. Not Mm -hmm. for anyone, but Abby, which I was very confused by. 
May is there personally, which I also don't think is allowed since they're friends. And May <laughs> is confiscating her computer and all of her files, paperwork, and arrests Abby. What? For conspiracy to commit the murder of Everett Cross after finding emails, suspicious, incriminating emails between Adriana and Abby. And it's like, May, you know Abby. You know her and her sister don't talk. Right. So you believe these emails, but she's like, well, the emails had details that only a killer would have known. And it's like... Yeah, maybe because the killer sent them. Yeah, it's for me, like, emails, it's just, like, too easy to, like, make an email address, to change the to and to, from. To hack into like, stuff. Yeah, like, it's just, like, I, I just hate emails ever being, like, the linchpin of something. Because yeah. you're, like, you know how easy it is to make up that shit. Just, like, in Deadly Exchange, the girl literally is, like, oh, you want me to leave? And then she goes upstairs and Hello, like, mommy, daddy, clack, clack. how are you? Um, <laughs> so, like, that night, Abby's in jail. Um, and she calls her assistant, Janice, who I think maybe she's got chemistry with. <sighs> Thank you. I'm sorry I couldn't get you out sooner. That bail bondsman was no help. Lena, my house wasn't enough. This will probably get me fired. Janice arrives with like files, documents she's found, including Everett's updated will, which lists Bianca as sole beneficiary, I believe. You adding randoms to the will? I mean, this is also like clear as day now. So Janice ends up dropping Abby off at the cross house and is like, are you sure you don't want to go to your own home? Um, Because you have to remember, her daughter's father just died. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she's not and it's with like, the daughter. Exactly. And I'm like, okay. But then she's like, no, I want to go here. So Abby goes into the cross house. She goes into the basement. And she finds a pic of her mother with Bryce yeah. Fuller, her boss. Yeah. Bryce, her boss. And then Bianca comes in and is like, that's my picture. You know, and Abby confronts her with the info. Listen to this. Is Charlotte Cross your mother? Is that true? You killed them. You killed them both, didn't you? Everett and Damon. No. Why? Was it revenge? Or was it just the money? Everett, I can understand, but why Damon? It wasn't like that. Then what was it like? What'd I say? You're a detective. I mean, detective I mean clear as day. Thank you very much. Um, so it was the old DA who told Bryce he had a daughter. And oh, really quickly, for somebody who don't want to talk, he's telling everybody business. I mean, except for the people sir. that can do anything to, uh, you know, get Everett Cross behind bars. I don't know, but he's literally just like, Bryce, you have a child. And Bryce is literally like, I came over to borrow a cup of sugar. Like, he wasn't looking for that information. And this DA, I'm also I'm like, you're 25 years late? Like, I was like, the information, I don't know. It's just like so yeah. wild to me that the old DA has got all the gossip. Um, so then we see a series of flashbacks over Bianca's explanation that sort of go through everything. It, it basically seems like Bryce gets Bianca the job as Everett's nurse, um, but she does not know that she's related right. to this family in any way. Or to Bryce. She doesn't even know no, yet that she's related to Bryce. she just thinks he's a random ass man that's like, come yeah. work for this other random ass man. Which and also we have weird. to talk, um, again, and this is why this is soon I'm like, okay, so is Bianca even a nurse? Do you know what I mean? Like, well, he, she just got hired to come be there. And I'm like, I guess someone taught her how to like take 
blood pressure or something. When we, <laughs> when we see Bryce approach her, she is wearing scrubs. So. Okay. 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 I missed the scrubs in the flashback. Okay. Yes. Okay. Um, okay. So she goes to work as Everett's nurse and that's where she starts seeing these pictures around the house and she sees a photo that looks like the mom she was told was her mom. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, so she confronts Bryce about it and is like, why are you doing this? The Cross family took everything from us. And now that I've found you, we are going to get everything we deserve. We? What are you talking about? I'm your father. Oh boy. Woo, the drama, the drama. And they're going to band together to wreak revenge on the Cross family. Right, get what is owed to them. Because, you know, Everett ruined everything, which isn't wrong. Um, so initially, Bryce wants Bianca to kill Everett, but she backs out at the last minute, so he comes over and does it. Yeah. So that anonymous hand in the beginning was Bryce's. And I do feel bad for Bryce that the woman he loved was... Uh, institutionalized and of her course. baby was taken away and she committed suicide. I of don't course. understand. Like, it's like Bryce's partner of the best law firm in town. He has money. So mm -hmm. it's like, I, I get hating Everett, but then everyone else, it's like, they didn't, they, they're, they missed their mom exactly. too. Exactly. Exactly. That's how I felt too. I was like, why so, is he even? So he like loses us there. It's like, you have the, upper, right. like we're on your side. You are the victim. Right. And then Bryce is just, I, be, I guess becomes so deranged by his rage and grief and not knowing who his daughter was her whole life. I guess. But it also doesn't seem like he really wants to be a father. No. But we'll get to that. Okay. Because, so you get the sense that, you know, Abby is listening. She believes it. And later that night when Adriana and Sophie come back home, Abby and Bianca are like, we have something to tell you. Yeah. And so they give all the tea. And then we cut to the law firm where May, with a couple of cops, comes and is like, I need, I'm here to see Bryce Fuller. Mm -hmm. And in something that, and Bryce, I love this moment. It <laughs> yes. was very Pink Panther. Yes. Because like, because like Bryce, he's like about to leave, like go down the stairs. He sees the cops. He turns around, <laughs> like hides behind a wall. And then when the other cop has his back turned, he tips. Toes yes. behind him like, out the door. It was so funny. I mean, Lifetime does cops <laughs> dirty. <laughs> There's so Lifetime many really does not give There's us any so good cops. There's so many cops there, and this one not that sneaky lawyer's able to get away from them without any of them knowing he was even there. <laughs> I know. I'm like, what? Oh, boy. It's so good. Okay, anyway. So we're back at the house. Um, Bianca goes down to her basement apartment, and Bryce is there. What did you do? The police were at my office today. Now they're outside my house. What did you do? I told them everything. You fool. How did he get in without nobody knowing? But okay, Bryce is in the basement. Yeah. He, he in the basement like a goddamn god. Yeah, because it's not a walkout. Um, no. And Bryce is pissed, and he's like, what did you do to me? And she basically tells him, I told them because you seem like it went from avenging your love and my mother's tragic death to just wanting to like steal money from these people that didn't have anything to do with right. it. Listen to this. You told me you wanted justice, but you only want revenge. You sit there. 
do nothing. I'll get my revenge. No! Just get off me! Okay, he pushes Bianca. Okay, he like pushes her against a, a post. Mabel's mad. He pushes her against a post and then we see her like slump down and then Bryce just leaves her there. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, father of the year. Yeah. He didn't want to be a father. He just needed someone to do some dirty work yeah. because he is just messy and rude. He wasn't even going to tell her that he was her dad until she figured it out. Exactly. It was like, what is wrong with you? And, and so then he goes upstairs to find this Abby and Adriana so he can like get his revenge. And it's like against these people okay. that are also victims because Everett Cross sucks. It's like Everett Cross is dead, and then you killed Hot Damon too. So now I'm mad at you. Exactly. There's also no need to kill Damon. I mean, my God. I mean, they he's gonna done... figure him out, but he's gonna figure it out. But it's also just like again, it still is Everett Cross who's right. the bad guy. So anyway, Bianca, she comes too. So she's not out for long, thank God. <laughs> and she just like runs upstairs and is like yelling. Like, she's like, Bryce is in the house. Get up. And Bryce decides, he goes to kill Sophie first. The person the least involved. Least involved. The person who literally is like, I met these women yesterday. And who also <laughs> is like, I would like money. Oh, there's no money. You know, it's like, <laughs> this isn't even the person that's going to take Everett's money from you. I know. It's like so insane. But Sophie, she ends up like jumping out of a window. Yeah. On to sort of like, because she's like on the second floor of the house, right? So she kind of like jumps, jumps on like a garage. Yeah, like that landing. And then she jumps onto the ground from there and she obviously like breaks her ankle or something. Like, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like she's having trouble walking, but she's like hiding behind a tree trying to um, elude Bryce, which she manages to do. And then like Abby finds her outside. But basically, Bryce is like, oh Lord, I can't be jumping and diving. Let me go find Adriana. Yeah. <laughs> so. He goes and gets Adriana and like he's holding her at syringe point, basically. He's got the syringe with the same poison that killed Everett and that was his big plan. He's gonna like- Syringe them all. Syringe them all, the whole fam. And it's so funny because at one point earlier too when Bianca's like, I wish I hadn't told him about the chemical that causes a heart attack. (laughs) And I'm just like, you gave him the ability to make the poison and administer it? Okay. Yeah, Bianca, I- I'm glad you had a change of heart, but you definitely set a lot of things in motion that are not good. Exactly. So he's holding her at syringe point, and then, uh, like every TV villain, he starts monologuing. Listen to this. Let her go, Bryce. Everett didn't deserve Charlotte, and he knew it. And just like everything else, he believed he owned her. But when she refused to be owned, he got rid of her. Just like they got rid of you, Bianca. You want to talk? Good. But let her go. Oh, They also hate Everett. (laughs) You guys are allies. Oh, my God. It's so insane. So, But basically, though, Adriana, finally, I'm like, girl, you got to do something. She, like, steps on his foot, which gets him to kind of loosen his grip. Yeah, because he's a lawyer. He's not not good for hand-to-hand combat. Right? And then she frees herself and then Bianca and Bryce. So now you guys, now picture this, you know, we're standing on a landing. We're standing like we're on a, like right above where stairs start. Like, you at, know what this is in a yes, lifetime movie. Yes. Honey, if two people are on a landing, Megan, one of them's going down. And they're going to die. Um, so Bryce and Bianca, they end up in a tussle. They go over the railing. We uh-huh. see Bryce dead at the bottom of the stairs. And then we see Bianca fell just a few feet onto the landing right below the railing. 
Oh, was that she? On, I thought she was like fall, she had fall fallen on steps where I was like she at least broke her back. No, but she, she was like somehow she fell high. over the railing, but just to the landing, and he oh. fell over the railing all the way down the stairs. Which there I is see. a moment earlier in the movie where Adriana and Abby talk about like a little memory of this mm-hmm. doing like having this own little game where it'd be like, are we gonna fall on the stairs or just to the landing? So there had oh, been some right. logistical right. foreshadowing to this. Okay, we yes. love that. So we Bryce is that. dead, Bianca's fine, and all the all the three sisters and niece are just having brown hair and hugging. <laughs> and then we cut to like daytime. Sophie, Adriana, Abby, they're having brunch outside in the backyard by the pool. And then Bianca comes over and then Sophie and Abby are like, you should let Bianca live in the house with you, Adriana. And Adriana is remarkably chill about it. Aunt Addie? Yeah. Aren't you moving into grandpa's old room? As soon as I clear out the old bed. So that means the room's gonna be empty. What, you thinking of moving in? I mean, I could never, but... Yeah, and that's definitely like a before the person's in front of you conversation. Right. <laughs> Whether they tried to frame you for murder or not, you know? Exactly. I'm sorry. I'm, I'd be literally I'm like, you framed me for murder. We will never be okay. Yeah, we're definitely <laughs> not going to share a bathroom. Um, But <laughs> Bianca is moving in and Adriana just says, you have to let me be the fun aunt. And and it seems like Sophie's going to turn her life around too, and not going to get suspended anymore. You think so? I that for me was a real dangler. I was like, okay, her dad just died. She discovered she has these two aunts and a dead grandfather. To me, she's going downhill fast. But it's good. You're probably right. It's good to be hopeful. So mimosa cheers, and that's oh, that's a bow. A mimosa cheers. That's like a <laughs> curtains. The end. Oh, my goodness. So this one, you know, it does. It had a real, this was a classic lifetime to me. I felt like this could have been shot in 1998. It was just really kind of old school lifetime. And I think there's no better person to talk to about this movie, tried and true lifetime, than podcaster, blogger, lifetime lover, Patrick Serrano from Lifetime Uncorked. Who will know better than Patrick about her fatal family secret? 
have we're about to have the, my favorite part. My favorite part of the pod, we have a guest. We are opening our hearts. And today we get to talk to the iconic Patrick Serrano, the host of the podcast Lifetime Uncorked. Mm-hmm. Okay? A fellow Lifetime podcaster. Patrick! Yes, you guys, my people. <laughs> I'm so excited. I can't believe that we're together here after, yes. you know, you guys have been doing this for a while now, like a year, right? A year. Yeah. A year. And how long have you been going? Um, um, this will be my fourth season, I think. Of I, I st- oh my god! <laughs> what? Well, I started at, at Christmas. Term. You know, at, okay. Christmas is yes. when is when I hit my season. So that's the the <laughs> very important time for all TV movie heads. You know, there's like a hundred million movies coming out, and uh, I watch them all and uh, blog about them on Lifetime Uncorked. Wow. I, I mean, it. you are here by popular demand. We had people requesting you in our ratings. Like they were mm-hmm, giving us ratings mm-hmm. and then saying, yep. you have to have Patrick on. I'm like, th- you have to create a username to do this. And so <laughs> we are so happy to have you joining us for years. You are president of the podcast, Lifetime oh, Club. Yeah. Um, I just elected you. <laughs> Thank you. So t- tell us, how did you get into Lifetime movies? So, of course, like us all, I'm sure, th- this is like a middle school thing, right? So we all <laughs> were coming home after school, like, what do we do with our time? And, you know, I might have <laughs> not had a lot of friends in middle school, but I had Lifetime there for me. To- That's a yes. friend. Yes. The truest friend of all. Teaching me about life, teaching me about eating disorders, teaching me how to get away from murderers. Um, and at that time, I think Lifetime, the 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 logo was like television for women. And then it's like yeah. dot, dot, dot. Gay, gay men are also included in there as well. Because, you know, you just identify with a woman going through a struggle and overcoming that struggle. Like, I think that's so relatable for any minority or anybody who's been othered. Um, so Lifetime's so great about doing that in in all different forms, right? We got the horror movie Lifetime. We got, like, the heartfelt Lifetime. We got the Christmas Lifetime. And all of them feature female protagonists overcoming obstacles and, you know, getting to drink that wine at the end of the day. <laughs> Question for you two. Um, have you done a Lifetime movie yet? I mean, I feel like this is in in the works, right? Well, this is the goal. This is the dream. Yes. You know, um, so... We're just trying to figure out, like, obviously, we have to write it ourselves and play mm-hmm. to our strength. Right now, I really like the idea that Megan and I are realtors together because oh. realtors is very lifetime. And it's like and realtors, li- you know? They're real. That's the vibe. Yeah, they're real people. You get a lot of real women. You <laughs> real women, and also we get you get to see so many beautiful kitchens, you yeah. know, so many gorgeous islands and bay windows. It's genius. It's taking like HGTV meets Lifetime mm-hmm. meets the podcast. It's like a dream come true. Yes. Maybe if um somebody writes it in the reviews, like review the podcast and like leave your synopsis of the movie, and then mm. that's apparently how we get things done because that's how I got here. It is. That's how I got here. That's exactly <laughs> right. That's exactly right. Now, Patrick, what is your favorite uh, wine to sip when you're watching? I'm going to give you two. When you're watching a lovey-dovey Lifetime movie Mm. and when you're watching a thriller. Yes. So a thriller, you need, you know, some wine with some ice in it to like cool down because Wow, you're okay. getting scared. You're um, you need to like hear that jingle jangle in the in the cup, <laughs> just to make sure no one's around. And if someone's around, that jingle jangle of the ice and the wine is going to scare them away, so they're not going to wow, get okay. you. But for like a, a love okay. movie, like you definitely want that mm-hmm. red wine. You want like um, mm. you want like a Malbec, okay, from Australia. Mm. 
Mm. Yeah. Okay, Australian mob Because Lifetime, when they get sexy, they get pretty sexy. Uh, there's a lot of yeah. strong male backs and thrusting going on. And I, it, <laughs> I live for it every time, every time. Now, we got to watch a brand new release. So very, very exciting. Mm-hmm. Give mm-hmm. us your top line thoughts on her fatal family secret. So her fatal family secret is a mouthful. Um, but <laughs> Lifetime loves alliteration and so do I. So living for that title. This movie was crazy. It's one of those like law Law and order is what I kind of call them. They're like a law and order, but on Lifetime. So, you know, we love that. I don't understand anything. The lawyery talk. I'm like, I don't know what's happening. <laughs> They're beautiful people talking very smartly. Um, I don't know if we could give away the ending, but, so I'm not going to go there. But I just like. Oh, no, you we can. can. You can. Oh. We, yeah, because like, I mean, I was going to ask you, like, look, I called it. Okay, I called it before I even saw the motion picture. Now you, as also a lifetime connoisseur, did you did you call it? I kind of call. I overcall it. I always like overshoot, and I'm like, it's the assistant. I'm like, the assistant did it. She's got to be the one. She was weird. She, she was weird. I never Janice. trust a lifetime assistant ever. You can never trust them. <laughs> but you know, the fact that Bianca was like the long lost sister, and that that the sisters were just like. Okay, all right, we're sisters now, so like we're gonna have sleepovers and we're gonna like uh, braid each other's hair. Like they were so on board with being sisters very quickly, um, I and I love that in a lifetime movie, right? You can kind of be like, mm-hmm. it's not her fault; she was just a baby. So we're <laughs> the more the merrier. And then you know they're ending drinking wine, which is always a, a good end mm-hmm. to a lifetime movie. You love that. You love that. You felt that. I I did notice. I was like, oh, they're having some wine. <laughs> You do bring up a good point. Lifetime characters are very forgiving because it's like, this woman did frame you for murder. Exactly. Um, And now you're like, roomy. Yes, roomy. (laughs) Let me be the fun aunt. I was like, what? That's your only (laughs) requirement to living with a perfect stranger? Like, no way. Who framed you for murder? Who who framed Um, you for murder? Okay, so um, Naomi and I, we're both taken ladies. Well, not taken kidnapped-wise, oh. but like beholden <laughs> to men. Oh. Um, and, and so you, you've referenced dating multiple times now, so I got to get into okay, it. Okay, let's do um, it. Let's go is, there. Is loving lifetime high on your list like is it like is it a no fly if they're like no I don't like that oh yeah I just don't see how that would work out like I I, <laughs> I love a man who's like I want to watch a lifetime movie with you and I'm like that's nice mm-hmm. but like you know I'm not going to be very much fun I'll, I'll be drinking wine but I'll be blogging and live tweeting yeah I'll have my laptop there I'll be like you know on the phone with Jessica talking about the movie you know it's never <laughs> like me just sitting there being like hmm yes this movie and that's not that's <laughs> not what lifetime's for lifetime's to have on while you're doing other things like you're folding your laundry you're like get you're like really hung over on a sunday like that's the perfect time to watch lifetime and so a boyfriend would have to either have a hobby where he could do something else or you know join me on the couch we'll we'll snuggle or whatever i don't really cuddle but maybe okay. <laughs> i mean any listeners patrick is very handsome too. oh thank you and um i from what we can see in his Zoom background, he looks tidy and he looks like yep. a good decorator. Um, wait, 
Patrick, you live in Chicago, right? I do, I do. And Megan, Megan, I think we have a lot of people in common because you used to do stand-up at PH Comedy Theater in yeah. Andersonville. I yeah. used to uh, produce musicals there. So, you know, we, we never crossed paths, but we maybe, like, touched the same doorknob or something. Like we're- Probably, <laughs> we probably touched the same microphone. Oh, my gosh. Where do you live in Chicago? I live in, like, well, I don't want to say because Lifetime people will yeah. um, find of me. Course, in, of course, find you. I, they will find I live you. in Chicago. Chicago, um, uh, proper. proper, like the city proper, I, not okay. like Evanston. Yeah, I live okay. in the city and I, I have a very ferocious guard dog. So don't come okay. and find me, stalkers. Okay, wow. <laughs> I miss Chicago so much. And I know you guys are getting ready to be in like the worst stretch of time. But I, it's always a little fun. You gain some weight. You eat all the foods you want. You get drunk for seven months straight. It's not <laughs> the worst. You know, you can do it. I lived in Lakeview uh-huh. uh, when I lived there. And I just, I love it. It's <gasps> the best city like I know you all live in LA and I went to LA this summer to film a Lifetime movie actually ah! um, wait 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 what well, okay Patrick how did you beat us to this tell me everything I had to just drop it casually um but <laughs> <laughs> you know um so you guys are talking about your Lifetime movie and how you're gonna write it I uh just go on Instagram and like you know look adorable and then <laughs> some somehow Lifetime movie directors like find me this one per- what Yes, this this one particular one followed me, and he's a gay as well. His name's Jake. Um, Hi, Jake. He's great. Jake Helgren, one of my favorite. He does like the psycho. Did you ever see Psycho Stripper? Yeah, and we've done Psycho Yoga Instructor, and we're getting ready to do Psycho Granny. Oh, Psycho Granny is real good. Yeah, oh, I'm excited. Anyway, anyway, so Jake and I followed each other on Instagram, and he messaged me one day and was like, hey, Patrick, how would you feel about being in your first Lifetime Thriller? And, and that what? was it. I was like... Oh, yes. Here's my email. He sent me the script. And then basically he was like at the very bottom. He's like, you have acting experience, right? He, he didn't even <laughs> care. <laughs> what did you play? What did you? OK, I'm very jealous. Yeah, this is we're insane. like, you're I'm like in a I frenzy. just was cute on Instagram. And Naomi and I are like, we think we're cute on Instagram every damn day. You guys will definitely get it. Get it happen. No, the way someone just comes and says, hi, do you want to be in a movie? I mean, okay, tell me what you did in the movie. Okay, so I played um, the gay publicist. Ah, okay. Dream role. Dream role. My wardrobe was incredible. It was all like Ugh. floral prints, and I Ugh. had five lines. Um, the cast was like so super nice, and they were like, oh, you're so cute. Like, what's your story? And I'm like, oh, I'm just here for like a five-line one-day shoot. So, uh, you know, you tell me your story. I want to know. Come on my podcast. Uh, it was really, really fun. It was exactly what you think uh, filming a Lifetime movie would be like. What's the name of that movie? It's um, a Ninth House production, and it's called... Well, the filming title was Old Flames, like the Dolly Parton song. But, you know, Lifetime likes to change the title. So it'll probably become Patrick Serrano in Old Flames. (laughs) So it's not even out yet. No, I don't. I have no clue oh, when it's coming out. Exciting! Um, if you ever want to review wow. it and get nitty gritty, I'm down to like give the BTS. Um, okay, yes, absolutely. Gossip. We consider to, this a legally binding. We podcast. have yes. to have you back. To who is who was mean on set? Who was like such a diva? <laughs> uh, no, everybody was super nice and cool, and like I got a bottle of champagne at the end. Of, wow. of filming. Okay, any um any holiday films you're looking forward to? The slate has come out and it is 
It's like a millennial's dream based on the casting. Like people are like, this is, people have been messaging like, oh my God, did they just like go into our brain and pick everyone we wanted to see? Like what are, what are the movies you're really excited for? You got to love a Kelly Rowland. You got to love a a Maya Mm -hmm. coming is crazy. Mm -hmm. I'm like, what a perfect Mm -hmm. person to be in a Lifetime movie. Uh, like mm-hmm. she was in Chicago, like the Oscar winning film. Of course, yes. she needed to be in a Lifetime movie like uh, yeah. 10 years ago. Like, come on. Absolutely. So that's very exciting. And, you know, Melissa Joan Hart's always great. When she fell in love with a Nutcracker a couple years ago, <laughs> I about died. It was the best. <laughs> Oh my God, Patrick, thank you so much for coming on here, joining us, watching Fatal Family Secret. Oh, yes. And also being in a Lifetime movie yes. before we were. This was, you know, um, <laughs> you're not an enemy now, Uh-oh. Um, but you are someone I have to keep an eye on. You're an inspiration to me. And listeners, look for the forthcoming Patrick Serrano vehicle. <laughs> yes, it will be out. And check out LifetimeOnCourt.com. That's my website that has all the Lifetime-y bloggies. So it's basically me like we were talking right now, but in written form. Awesome. We love it. Thank yeah. you, Patrick. Thank you. Ah, we love him. Oh, he was so great at Chicago. What guys find him on the apps, okay? Yeah. Next yeah. week we have our finale of our messed up family theme to kick <laughs> off the holiday season with uh, this may be my favorite title so far. Yeah. Psycho Granny. Okay, Ah! that's a great move over double daddy. We got psycho granny as the top title after Samantha's mother passes away. Her spirits are lifted with the sudden appearance of her long lost grandmother, Colleen. Mm. All is well until Colleen's dark past reveals itself and Sam is forced to fight for her life. Yes. You can watch this on Lifetime Movie Club right along with us. Naomi, I'm worried because you know an elder I have a very hard time being against. So I I I think there's a chance I'm going to be on Colleen's side and against Samantha, (laughs) even though she is the victim. Well, I think it's it's brave of you to admit that, to know that going in. And I will respect your bias. Thank you. I will. will. Thank you. All right, you guys. You guys don't go in with bias. Just watch Psycho Granny because we're going to get into it next week. We will see you then. Bye. I love a Lifetime movie. If you love Lifetime movies as much as we do, tune into Lifetime and LMN to watch all the new and classic movies that we can't get enough of. Check your local listings to find out what's airing on Lifetime and LMN because it just might be the movie we talk about next. This podcast would not be possible if it was just Naomi and me, for sure. Absolutely not. (laughs) I Love a Lifetime Movie is produced by Julie Magruder with Chris Boniello as editor and sound mixer. Executive produced by Jesse Katz and Ted Butler with original music by Blake Maples and hosted by Naomi and Megan. Us! Us! I mean, you you should know that by now. If you've gotten to this point, you should know that we're the host, okay? <laughs> I, it feels like we don't even need to say it, but we'll put ourselves in the credits. 